Hi guys, welcome to another episode of The Trustful. So some of you may have noticed that I've been releasing a series called The Trustful Word. I would choose one word and talk about it for the next 10 minutes um, in relation to my own experience with what that word means to me. So today we're going to keep it going. And what we're going to talk about today is too heavy and intricate to fit into a 10-minute episode in detail. But I've been so eager to introduce it on this platform that I decided I would break it down in the simplest of terms as possible and as short as possible because it is so complex. Okay, this may even result in more than one episode, but we'll see how it goes. Today, we're going to talk about narcissism. So narcissistic personality disorder is a mental disorder in which a person has an inflated sense of self-importance. This person, through manipulative tactics and using control schemes, can claim many victims without even realizing it. That's why it's a disorder, right? Now, well, maybe not why it's a disorder, one of the reasons um, that can contribute to it being a disorder. Um, it is known mostly that it's the male sex that owns the first place in carrying such disorder. Um, but some females also carry that um, in them. I'm sorry if I make this sound so striking, but the impact, the actions a narcissist has can be very hurtful and detrimental to the well-being of the person he or she inflicts them on. My first time understanding that I was a victim of narcissism was only almost three years ago. I'll never forget that day. I was coming out of a therapy session. I have to say I, I felt a little confused and I had to just play um, the whole conversation that I had with my therapist in my head over and over again, just by walking from his office um, to the train station. And when it became confirming enough to me, I stopped in the middle of the streets and my eyes opened up as wide as those of a tarsier mammal. I was baffled. I was in tears. I was crying. And in that session, it became clear that I was a victim of narcissists from my past. And unbeknownst to me, I was undergoing what I choose to call subtle emotional abuse. Um, that's how they got away with it. Now, again, I had never heard of such a word as narcissism before that day. Narcissistic personality disorder, because I used to think narcissism was just somebody who loved um, looking at themselves in the mirror. And uh, that's because I knew about the story of narcissists in Greek mythology. So narcissism stems from this beautiful hunter named Narcissus. And this guy fell in love with his own reflection in the waters of a spring. He was drinking from and he pined away or as most believe he killed himself. Um, sounds familiar? Uh, so let's get back to um, the personality disorder itself. 
what does this have to do with anything? Well, I think it actually helps us understand the very characteristic root of the narcissistic personality disorder. See, a narcissist's strongest trait is that of the self. I know I love talking about singularity um, on here, but that's two different things. This self-trait's severity will vary from one narcissist to another. And there are all kinds of narcissists. There's the grandiose narcissist, malignant narcissist, vulnerable narcissist. Okay, I'm going to slow down. I'm, I'm already getting ahead of myself now. Um, see, I told you it's a complex subject. I probably should have invited a professional to talk about this. I just might. I just might come back here with somebody who is um, licensed in you know, recovery from narcissistic behavior. Anyways, let's get back on track. A narcissist's strongest trait is that of the self because they carry a sense of entitlement. They are allergic to feedback as it is seen as an attack. And to some extent, they cannot relate to your emotions unless they can revert it back to themselves. I'm going to leave that description here. Not going to go too deep into this, not going to go any further because I'm not a professional. I don't want to go too deep into describing narcissism outside of my own experience with it. And that's why I'm talking about it today. Um, so have you guys ever heard of the terms gaslighting, projection, emotional coldness, dismissive behavior, lack of accountability, manipulation, control, I could go on. Um, I'm sure that at some point in your life, you probably experienced all of these all at once with one individual. Well, that's because these are the tools of a narcissist. And I'm going to break them down one by one by keeping in mind that each one will vary depending on which kind of narcissist you're dealing with. That's one of the things that I learned in the long run as well. Um, but I have to say that I have myself experienced all of this uh, in multiple occasions in partners, friends, family members um, in the past. The first one is the most popular one among narcissists, and it's called gaslighting. According to Wikipedia, gaslighting is the denial by an abuser that previous abusive incidents occurred. Gaslighting can be as simple as belittling the victim's emotions and feelings by the abuser with the intention of disorienting the victim. The goal of gaslighting is to technically gradually undermine the victim's confidence in their own ability to distinguish the truth from falsehood, right from wrong, or reality from delusion. Starting to sound very scary. <laughs> so... In the long run, the abuser is making the individual pathologically dependent on the gaslighter for their thinking and feelings. So the second tool that they use is emotional coldness. And that one is my favorite. This has about three facets to it, according to my own experience. I really went in with this one. Um, so the first part the first thing that I've experienced in emotional coldness is that some narcissistic partners can make you so dependent on their opinion or affection that they use coldness as a tool to manipulate. You won't get any affection 
or attention or approval or validation if you don't adjust your behavior to their needs, if you don't adjust your choices to theirs. Um, The second one is being dismissive. By simply being unresponsive to your voicing out how they hurt you, by simply dismissing your concerns, dismissing your needs, your opinions, self-worth, they express coldness. They are actually unable to hold themselves accountable for their actions. Actually, I don't think they understand the word accountability. (laughs) You are the one to shift your behavior. I'll give you an example, Um, a lived example. I will, I remember once having been wronged by someone and I'm someone, I'm a person who loves communicating. As you can tell from this podcast, that's probably why I created it. I just love talking about things and putting myself out there and being vulnerable. Uh, I communicated to that person that they've wronged me and I'll never leave anybody wondering if they've hurt me or not. You will know. So I decided to communicate with them. And this person became so dismissive of how his actions hurt me that through time I started doubting myself. Thinking about it now, it's kind of sick. I started thinking, am I overreacting? Maybe he didn't mean it. Maybe that's how a partner treats someone he loves. Maybe if I let go, I'll forget about it tomorrow. Do you see the manipulation happening right now? You start questioning your own reasoning in the first place. Um, The third one is that they are incapable of comforting you, comforting you as you go through the most difficult moments in your life. Actually, it makes them uncomfortable because at this point, the moment or situation is not about how great they are or it's getting in the way of some plans they have. So they check out emotionally they're no longer here they can't help you you're on your own with this one okay let's talk about projection now projection is actually one of my favorites as well I think we all know that one right it's funny it's like all of these characteristics tools whatever you want to call them they all tie into each other so in projection whenever a narcissist feels threatened They will call you the things that they actually are themselves. They do it without even realizing it, believe it or not. And it's a way for them to develop defense. In fact, they can feel very threatened if you develop the audacity of standing up to them because they want everyone around them to believe they're perfect. They will never fess up to their wrongdoings. They'll look too good to be true to others while you are simply a mirror to their true self. So I'm going to end this by giving you some examples of red flags, symptoms, hints, but for now, I'm going to translate narcissistic language with you. A narcissist will say, you make a big deal out of everything. You're overly sensitive. Or they could simply remain extremely quiet while you're pouring your heart out, screaming your lungs out, crying your eyes out. What they're really saying is that you are calling them out on their shortcomings, on their bullshit. 
your reacting to their abuse makes them uncomfortable. What they're really saying is, my ego is more important than how you feel. This makes you, the victim, think that the way they're treating you is perfectly normal. They're conditioning your brain to abuse. Everything you do is your fault and nothing they do is wrong. Your brain will start betraying you bit by bit. And that's exactly what they want. A narcissist will say, I love you. I will do whatever it takes to make it right. You are my life. What they really mean is, I am an Oscar-deserving actor because I am great at manipulating you and making you believe that I am the best option for you. In fact, you don't even realize that you're the best option for me. I've analyzed you ever since I've been with you. I am mimicking your empathy, which will most likely drag you in. Manipulation. A narcissist will say, you didn't cook for me today. I've been working all day. Do you not care about me? How am I supposed to care for myself when I get home and I'm so tired? I thought you loved me. What they really mean is, my time is more valuable than yours. I don't care if you have to work, clean the house, take care of the kids, and study for school. You're the woman. You're the cook. I've heard that one a lot actually. Um, <laughs> narcissists tend to move to another supply as a retaliation to you not complying. I'm talking about romantic relationships right now, although this can also apply outside of romantic relationships. Um, they will create a situation to make it look like they're happy without you, and then the new supply is much better than you. That's the impression you'll have, but let me reassure you. It's quite the opposite, really. You will, in fact, have common traits with the new victim. You both will be kind, caring, and empathetic. That's why it's easy for them to fall into the same trap as you. The truth is they have found, the narcissist has found someone else that can match their manipulating threshold. Narcissists tend to overshower with love and delusion. And then they switch. They switch depending on the attention that they're getting, depending on how manipulating you can be, depending on how much you can revere them. Um, another aspect of narcissism language is when you tell a narcissist, for example, there's a scenario where you could see them dancing inappropriately with a woman um, while you're married to them, right next to them. And it is it becomes very uncomfortable and you consider it disrespectful. And you go to them is like and you ask them, who is she? The way that she's touching you was inappropriate and disrespectful towards me. A narcissist will say, Here we go again. She was not touching me inappropriately. Plus, you always get like this. You're making things up. I don't want to deal with this right now. The real issue is that you have trust issues. Now we're starting an argument and we wouldn't be arguing right now if we didn't come up with this nonsense. Okay, I got to admit, I'm getting triggered right now. Let's move on. Let's move on to red flags. I think you guys kind of get a hang of the, the language part, right? It's 
really just dismissal, um, manipulation, projection. We get it. Sometimes red flags. Um, well, the reason why I want to focus on red flags is because these are the things, the warning signs that could pull you away from a narcissist, but that we ignore. Red flags are always ignored. It's funny how they're called red flags. But let me give you some hints. Maybe it'll help you open your eyes like a, yeah. Narcissists are extremely charming in the beginning. They will fix your car, carry your bag, pick you up from school, bring you flowers, buy you expensive gifts and clean the dishes. But with just a little time, all of that will eventually go out the window. They can only give you some attention to lure you in. They have an agenda. Another aspect of narcissists is that they are perfectionists. Everything has to be their way or no way at all. They may do things your way, but deep inside, over time, they may start resenting you and may never even speak of it until it all explodes through triggers, depending on which narcissist you're dealing with here. Another red flag is that they are arrogant. That is the most obvious red flag. They don't take advice or feedback from anyone. Their research is their own. They don't trust people easily. In fact, they circle themselves with what we call enablers. These are people who actually gas them up, who believes in them, who comes to them, who come to them for advice and for major decisions. For narcissists, their concept of friends is that you will join them. But narcissists will never join you. In fact, they may even have a hard time investing with you, but they will have the ability to convince you to invest with them. Um, another red flag is that if you're in a domestic relationship, you have no involvement in decision-making whatsoever. They have the say on everything. Here's the red flag that I think is kind of like sad a little. You're meeting all of their needs. And if you ever feel an, an like the impression that you are not, your needs are not being met and they're actually being denied, that's a major red flag. A simple example of that could be that you're always the one making plans for dates, for outings, or things of the sort. And you become distant from your family and friends and you're 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 all alone. So this part's gonna be really hard. Unfortunately, just as narcissists moving in certain patterns, so do their victims. Narcissists easily prey on people who have low self-esteem, people who have a hard time making decisions, people who have constant anxiety or depression, and people who have trouble setting boundaries. Narcissist victims develop toxic bonds. They have a high tolerance for abuse. They develop codependency issues, and they most likely have been abused in the past. Hence why they have high empathy. They put themselves last. They can try to understand your point of view before they even start to even accept that you, the narcissist, is the one that's wrong. 
The victims of a narcissist are prone to developing Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, they go back to either the same narcissist that's been abusing them over time, or they repeat the same pattern with another abuser because that's all they know. It becomes a comfort for them. The last thing um, as a red flag was kind of interesting to me. I don't know if it's, well, not a red flag, a victim trait is that a narcissist victim can question if themselves are narcissists. The narcissist will make them question if they're making everything about themselves because they complain or are simply comfortable with voicing out their own emotions. They have a certain level of emotional maturity. The narcissist will tell you things like, um, get the hell out of here with your stupid ego or you're so manipulative that you're scared of being manipulated. Again, they project. According to Minjit Rupai, a narcissistic abuse recovery therapist, they'll call you clingy, needy, crazy, controlling, and sometimes even a narcissist if your ex knows what a narcissist is. Okay. So this about sums up all I know about narcissistic personality disorder. I know it was a lot. I tried to put everything in just this episode for you guys. And I know I went over 10 minutes, but I think I did good. Um, there's so much to be said about it. But again, I'm not an expert. I can only speak of my own experiences and how I'm still learning to navigate these emotions. I'm still dealing with them. But... I hope these words helped you today and what would make me so happy is for you to realize if you are a narcissist victim that you're not crazy. Your emotions are valid and there are ways to deal with them without your abuser. I hope this helped. Until next time, guys. <laughs>